You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Coyotes are three points back of the Chicago Blackhawks for a wild card spot, just as we all predicted. What is going on? Are are the Coyotes good? We're talking playoff hockey on tonight's edition of the PHNX Coyotes. (laughs) Boy, howdy. What is going on? (laughs) 11 games in, they're a wagon. 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 <laughs> Coyotes are a wagon. Thanks for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. The punch card is broken. Punch card is broken. I don't know what I believe anymore. I know. What is going on? <laughs> punch card voodoo. We were all buying in pregame. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, that game until the third period was wow. Bellsville. Snooze was Fest, yep. USA. That was tough Ooh. to watch. Too. But Nick Ritchie on a 45-goal pace for the Coyotes right now. Just saying. My 16 God. goals in 35 games is a Coyote. Wow. What? His yeah. fifth and sixth goals tonight. His first non-power play goals of the season as well. Finally, well, he wasn't even the one who broke the ice. It was Josh Brown, just as we also all yeah, expected. Sure. We had the only yeah. Josh, score, Brown. Josh Brown. Yeah. We had that too. <laughs> like what? Wagon. Even Barrett Hayton got in on the act tonight. Finally. Barrett Hayton point. got his first point of the year. Yeah. There's a lot there's a lot to to wow. unpack here. Um so let's just start with the basics uh with the numbers. Let's just start easy and then we'll uh We'll go forward. And we'll try and figure out what and the then hell we'll try we just and, saw. Yeah, then we'll try. We're still <laughs> processing if you're not uh, clear on that. Well, obviously the Coyotes, not even obviously, like it still hasn't really sunk in for me. 26 shots to 36 for the Capitals. The power play blanked again. Um, hits 20 to 24. We'll get to the keys in a little bit because it has to do with giveaways. We'll check in on that. But I don't know. If you look at just the bottom half, it doesn't seem like the Coyotes would win this. What what changed? What happened? Well, a couple of things. We talk about their ability to get shots on goal. I know 26. We're looking for that 30. 26 for the Coyotes is actually pretty good. For, for the them, Coyotes, yeah. For what they've been doing. So their bunch mark now is now 25 and over. So good for them on the 26. They limited to their opponent less than 40. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> like that, that That's a good thing. Um, the power play had an opportunity to, to, to break the ice. And they just they had a couple of opportunities on the power play, but didn't get to. 
what they're doing now though is they're delivering shots to the net and and i i if you look at the richie goal somebody shot the puck like you got to get the shots on net hayton had missed the net i don't know how many times tonight we talked about barrett hayton finding his first point but he's putting shots wide. Gunther putting them wide. We saw the highlight of McBain. He missed the net by two or three feet mm-hmm. on his. They've got to get more shots on net because that's the result. You crash the net, you get to the net hard, and you get pucks on net. You get an opportunity to get a goal like Richie did to win the game tonight. Let's just have a moment of a, sort of a reality check. The Caps are playing without Nicholas Backstrom, TJ Oshie, Tom Wilson, John Carlson. Did I miss anyone? Hagelin. Yeah, Carl Hagelin, too. <laughs> yeah. So five very important players. Yeah, three yeah. other five players on their number one power play unit are out. Yeah, so, so that's yeah. a big part of it. But still, they were down 2 nothing in this game. Yeah, two. It was a one nothing after 2, mm-hmm. and they got three goals in the third period. But is this another instance where they start slow? One of the things that's happening to them in the first period, they didn't get behind tonight, but again, they end up in the penalty box almost immediately. It was 30 yeah. seconds in and they're yeah. killing a penalty. Now, if, if the Capitals have their full power play one unit and all five of those guys are healthy, you could be down one nothing 45 seconds into the game and, and then, now what? And then it's the same same old story that we've seen for right. all, of the, all the bad losses this season have started that way. And all the close games have been when they don't allow a goal in the first 10, which is what we saw tonight, which is honestly, when it was 2-1 Capitals, we were saying, okay, this is fine with us. Like, Trust me, we somebody wanted might, a regulation so, loss. Somebody might have tweeted about pack therapy. I don't know who it was on this staff, but just saying. Might have been me. Might have been. I was I was thinking ahead, but the Coyotes wanted to prove me wrong, I guess. I yeah. don't know. But when you saw Ovechkin score from his iconic spot on the power play <laughs> to pass Gordy Howe for the most goals with one team, and you think, okay, like here it goes. They're unlocking their offense here. And uh, that just... Wasn't really the case in that. And the other side of it, too, Vamelka tonight, I thought he looked more steady, more calm. I don't recall an instance where, oh, shit, he's out of the net. He's sliding around. I don't remember that tonight. Unlike the other night when he passed it to the center yeah, of the and ice. Yeah, he passed, and exactly. Assisted so I, on the, his own That one goal fumbled against. over his stick when he went out to get play the puck in behind the net early, and I, but he settled down. I, I thought he had a pretty solid game. He made the big saves that he needed to. And the goal he let in is from potentially the greatest goal store in the league. It, it, he will be, or he potentially will be. maybe. He yeah. will be, barring injury, yeah. So inside the bar and in from his iconic spot on the left circle. Right. Okay, that's the goal you give up. We'll take that. So I, the Coyotes went into this building. Craig, you did some research on that, how yeah. they've done. Yeah, they won three of their last four. And I actually was there for the, the past two wins. It's so they've weird actually, how they how play they do that? in certain buildings. Yep. I, I don't get it. Yeah. Like Toronto, Washington, and then uh, TD Garden. By the way, they haven't been they bad can't... in Buffalo either. So Uh-oh. just saying. John, I don't want to hear that. Like, eyeballing me right <laughs> we now. We have a lot of about Buffalo to, talk about later. to go to the two-person yeah. shot. I promise we have <laughs> more Buffalo talk later. But, but here we are, 11 games into the season. This team has four wins yeah. through their first 11. How many last year through the first 11? Zero. Zero. Not one through 11 last year. Playoffs? I, I, I mean, <laughs> they're literally, they're on the verge of being 500 at this point. They're chasing the Blackhawks for that wild card spot. Chasing buddy. the Blackhawks for the wild card spot. Yep. As we as we all discussed at the beginning of the season, it's going to come down to the Coyotes like, and the Blackhawks. Coyotes and the Blackhawks. To be fair, to be yep. fair, it's the 11th of 82, that and it is. this is the first game of a 14 game road trip. So, 14? well, 14. 14, not all at once, but they will yep. not play at home until December 9th. So we'll get to that. We'll, we will get to that. But man, let's let's get into this one a little bit more. Petey put out some keys today that were 
Yeah. Pretty direct, yeah, I, I would say. I feel like you focused on puck management enough in I, this I graphic. Didn't. No. I don't think so I'd like, yeah. I'll, I'll But again, you go to the last game where they got their ass kicked by the Dallas Stars. How many of those seven oh. goals did they have on their stick? Four? Maybe five that they had on their stick inside their own blue line? It was clearly the reason they got thumped. So tonight they needed to do a better job. And it's funny because early in the first period, turnover, Gunther on the wall, great scoring chance by Washington, didn't put it away. That could have, again, turned the tide of this game. So I thought the puck management after that point was yeah. good. The one goal they do give up is on a turnover. Costas Barry, yeah. But it was only one. Yep. But we've got to stop throwing pucks up the middle of the ice in, inside the blue line. Have to stop. Yeah, they ended up having only seven giveaways tonight, which... Hey, for them? You, for Yeah. Like, it was and, 18 last game. Yeah. So they cut that in half. So, so that was a huge, huge improvement. Step forward. Yeah. And, and honestly... It's how you stay in these games. Yep. And if they do that against Dallas, it's not 7-2. Even if it's 4-2 against Dallas, Dallas is, is playing extremely yeah, they, well they right now. Yeah, they won again today. Two of those today. passes were basically on the tape. Right. From the Coyotes, so, so I thought their puck management was much, much better tonight. Other yeah. than the one f- from Gosha Spare to Mayo in the, in the slot. Yep. So. Yep. Better. Better. We'll see. Um, Buffalo is one of those opportun- opportunistic, young, quick teams that get pucks to the net hard. You can't do that to Tage Thompson. So we'll see. Yeah, well, we will see what happens with that one. It, it it just comes back again to the thing in the certain buildings. It's just so interesting. And uh, there was a comment from Nick: the Yotes are really bad when they're bad, and then this. And it's such a good point because it's like they really are really bad when they are bad, and then they'll have a game like this where I don't look at this game necessarily and say, "Oh, this was a complete," you know game for 60 minutes obviously no. they didn't and that's it, and true it's, yeah and it's but to be it's not like they were severely outshot at any point the shots were 16 10 in the first so maybe a little bit lopsided there but only seven that's from six. the power play though yeah, yeah. Th- that early that power early play power they get five play. shots on that right. so that's the difference so it's not like they were severely outshot but they couldn't find any offense until the third period and they're finding it from you know josh brown and then mm-hmm. a, a no, goal yeah. that nobody even saw go in so right. you know right and then that one was almost overturned too. But a, a a good road game, right? This is this yeah. is what coaches talk about when they say a good road game. Manage the puck well, limit the mistakes, and try and hang around. And that's what they did. Granted, down two nothing, but they hung around this game, and wow, the Coyotes came out with a win tonight. I, and the other thing they did in this game that they haven't done, especially in those games where they're giving up six, is they came out of the first period even. Yeah. And they didn't get behind one, two, three, nothing. They weren't down after 10 minutes. They get through the first 20 minutes and you're even. And, and I know the shot's 16, 10, but we talked about the power play. They get through that and they go, okay, we got through it. We got through the time zones. We got through the travel. We got through the, the night in the hotel and getting up early. We're okay. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's huge emotionally, especially on the road in a tough, in a tough environment. And you could say all those injuries, but it's still the Washington Capitals. This is a good hockey team. You get through that 20 minutes, it gives you that little sense of, of relief, but also gives you a boost that, hey, we're, we got this tonight. We're there tonight. And one nothing after two? This team has shown that they can play spurts either in the second or the third period. They just have to get through the first. Yeah. yeah. And so doing that tonight, I think that, that was the big step for this team to get through that first period. And that allowed them yeah. to hang it's, on. It's late. not even about scoring in the first. No, it's just about surviving. not allowing goals again. Surviving. Treading water. Yeah, yeah. treading water. Surviving. And um, and Christopher made a good point in the chat. It's the, you know, now they're getting even strength goals. Yes, they haven't scored on the power play on the one hand. But on the other hand, it's kind of proving to themselves that they can score five on five, which is something, you know, we've obviously the power play is as good as it is because it's been carrying the offense, you know, this far along. So maybe that's 
giving them some confidence too that they're able to score five on five and especially for someone like Nick Ritchie who hasn't even scored five on five until tonight you know um that's something to look for yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, you got You can't. You're not going to sustain yourself on on special teams. You're not going to win consistently just having good special teams. You want them, of course, but you need to you need to play with teams five on five if you're going to have success in the league. So maybe a step in the right direction. Again, with the caveat that the Capitals are missing a lot of key players. For sure, but the good sign for me too is we talked. I mentioned it already. Is their ability to get to the goaltender and get to the blue paint on both Brown's goal and Richie's second goal. Pucks in the blue paint, and and you know I know Fisher's there, and they they challenge the, the Washington challenges the play, but it happens because he's in the blue paint. He's just disrupting the goaltender. There, you know, Richie drives the net, able to beat his defender to the blue paint. This team is going to have to get dirty and ugly goals like that. They're not going to be the pretty two on one, bing bang boom pass. There's not. They're going to be like this. So it, that's an encouraging sign. We keep looking for things that they're improving on and good things to take out of a game. Today's one for me is they got to the blue paint. They went to the net hard. Yep. They need to start doing that consistently. But that, for me, is an improvement. That's one thing we can put in the plus column that they did well tonight. Yeah, and that's how their goals, for the most part, got scored tonight. Um, and we saw it from Nick Ritchie who we'll just get to it right now, is tonight's DraftKings king of the game with two goals, three shots. That first goal hit the crossbar and in, but nobody really saw it go in, but it did. Like we already mentioned, that was his fifth goal of the season. And then his his goal later that Barrett Hayton got his first point on finally, which we'll talk about in a second. So like Craig already mentioned, 16 goals in 35 games as a Coyote, six goals so far this season for Nick Ritchie. And he is our DraftKings king of the game for like the third time or Unbelievable what season. he's done since he's it come is. over here, right? <laughs> but does I mean, that, is is he now, is his trade bait moving up now? Is, like yeah. this, is he less likely to be a Coyote by the trade deadline? Scoring goals is hard to do in the NHL. Yep. Again, He's got 16 and 35 games this season. He's on even. We, we looked at his season last year and like, wow, that's a that's a great pace. Can he keep that up? Well, he's on a better goal scoring pace this year. He's on a 45 goal scoring pace right now. That's insane. I mean, again, it's it's a small sample, but over 35 games, he's done it. He continues to score for the Coyotes. Why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you want a guy who brings what he? And we we're going to talk about this, Pete. We might as well throw this out here now. We're going to be talking about the power play. You and I are going to dive into it in a, a combined story uh, next week. But he's not just, it's not as simple as Nick Ritchie just being a net for a guy. Okay, he stands in front right. and bangs in hits him. Yeah, He's playing the bumper. No. So he's, he's, he's able to make plays under pressure because there's not a lot of time there. And he's a release valve, right? He's, he, he relieves pressure on the other guys. You use the bumper for that a lot. Cause when the puck goes there, everybody has to collapse. Yeah. Because it's a dangerous spot. So he's doing a really good job for him right now. He's doing a lot of things right. You talked about his ability to make plays under pressure. He's a big body guy that can play that kind of game if you need to. He can get pucks away from guys in the corner. He's physical enough. He can shoot to score. Right now he's shooting to score. But between the hash marks, he's money. He's got a good like job. Tonight, tonight, off the crossbar and in, he's put him off the post and in on the power play. I, I don't know how long he's going to be here. Yeah. And I, 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 at some point, there are struggling teams that are going to go, hey, here's a big body guy that gets the net that's good on the power play, can retrieve pucks. Ooh, okay. And you look, I mean, it's part of it's going to be the fit, right? 
certain sure. team is going to say, well, he doesn't really blend with yep. what we need. But if, if somebody needs his role and then they can look at what he's doing, how he's succeeding with the Coyotes, and then you can maybe you can mimic that if you're putting him in similar roles. Yeah, and we talked about what he was like in Toronto playing with, with Marner and Matthews wasn't a good fit. He's had a good fit here. He's happy here. He likes his role here. Mm-hmm. He likes being the guy, I think. And and so I think that's helped him. But you, you saw on, on his second goal with Hayton getting the assist – and I saw Dan mention in that he's in, in the chat that he's grabbing a stick so tight. This is a huge weight off Barrett Hayton's shoulders. He's been shooting the puck often. He's trying to get on the score sheet every night. I thought the effort was there tonight. And for him finally to break through with an assist, I think that is a huge weight off of his shoulders. And I yeah. expect to see him now having a little more, be a little more relaxed on the ice. So he's not grabbing. I cannot. So tight. Like when when Craig said or whoever said that was his first point of yeah. the year, I was I was shocked. Even though I've literally watched every game, but it's just hard to comprehend that he hasn't right, especially after the preseason point. he had. Right, yeah, he the was, preseason he had, the expectations that were on him this year, and especially with you know Nick Schmaltz out, you know there's some forwards who are out, so it kind of potentially would enhance your role. You would think. Um, so that was a bit of a surprise for me. I hope that. Like you said, this for him is the thing that kind of gets the monkey off his back and he can, you know, let out a little bit of breath and maybe just start to be. And we've seen him. I've noticed him more in the last couple of games getting some more shots off and stuff like that. So I I think we're a game or two away from his first goal would be my prediction. We're going to see what this road trip brings to a lot of these guys because they're going to have be put in different situations because they already got injuries. They played with um, 7D again tonight. Yeah. Um, so forwards are going to get more ice time, and you got to be playing to get more ice. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes through the road trip. You know, uh, Richie started off hot. Let's see what he continues during this road trip. Um, Keller gets on the board tonight, so let's see what he can do. I, I think Keller, to me, we've talked about it during the game, has just looked a step off the last few games for me, a little step slower. I don't know if it's the injury or or if the amount of games that they're playing, but he just looked a little step slower for me tonight. So for him to get on the scoreboard and the score sheet, I think is good for him as well. Yet um, he's still averaging a point per game, you know? it's He's been quiet. It's, it's quiet. He's I been agree. quiet because quiet. We, last year we saw him as, this, as a goal score, you know, yeah, and he's right. maybe, maybe not scoring the goals that he was last season, but he's always involved. On the play, he seems to be on the score sheet every single yeah, night, at least. But fair. but I but I do agree. I do agree, and it something that we noticed tonight is, or maybe it was something I noticed for the first time. It's like when you notice something, then you can't stop noticing yeah. it. Is that when he drives the net, he always stops. stops. Yep. And Anytime I, off the rush, watch Keller carry the puck across the blue line. He's going to stop. He'll never drive the net to the blue. He'll never go to the blue. Is that something he's ever. always done, or is yes. that just that is because of his injury and now he's yes, little, no, always. Hmm. He'll stop and he'll cut to the middle, or he'll stop, wait for a late player to make a pass. It's just what he is. That's who he is. It's like when you notice a, a yellow car, then you only see yellow cars. In it's fairness like, that's to how him, it though, is for me now after tonight, it, skill, a lot of skilled players do that. They want to make that play. Like yeah. Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner does the same thing. He'll cross the blue line. He's going to put on the brakes because he wants to hit that late guy. The late. He wants to make a nice pass and, and make that sauce pass across the ice. So he's not the only guy in the league that's making that pull up no. entry. It's just he's really consistent with now it. I, that, now I've all of a sudden noticed it. But it works on the defenseman. That defenseman kept kept going backwards towards the net. Keller puts on the breaks opens up the lane and that creates the third goal so it it definitely works absolutely well if you put money on the coyotes money line tonight you would have won yourself some cash on the DraftKings sportsbook app um yeah you you (laughs) would have i didn't if you did 
if you didn't, you didn't. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And and I know why a lot of people probably didn't because the punch card did not dictate this win. But we'll get to that a little later. Um, But if you want to make some money on DraftKings, new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in bets if your team wins you can also boost your winnings up to 100 percent with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays it's simple download the DraftKings sportsbook use promo code phnx that's code phnx on the DraftKings sportsbook app minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details and now it's time for our DraftKings pick of the week from Sean, mm. and I wonder what this could oh, possibly be. What city? Yeah, for my DraftKings Sportsman Pick of the Week, I'm heading to Darts this week, actually. No! Just, no. Kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> it is the, you can bet on that, though. You can bet on that, amongst many other things on the DraftKings Sportsman. Like, darts, by the way, is in between cycling and eSports for things you can bet on DraftKings. <laughs> so, uh, quite a variety. But yeah, no, my DraftKings Sportsman Pick of the Week is the Buffalo Bills, minus 11 against the New Buffalo? York. Yes, the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Minus 11. Minus 11. The New York Jets. The New Jersey Jets, really, because they don't play in New York. <laughs> There's only one team in the state of New York, and it is your Buffalo Bills. Um, <laughs> your Buffalo Bills. And they're going to cover 11. They're going to cover the 11 because no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. My sportsbook draft king. Or my draft sportsbook pick of the week. Whoa. <laughs> my draft king sportsbook pick of the week is Buffalo Bills. Minus 11. All right. Well, if you want to tell Sean, wow. head on over to DraftKings. He's usually pretty good with his picks on the show. Um, so definitely check that out. Also, we mentioned how the first part of this game was a little bit of a sigh, but luckily we have a huge pile of Four Peaks beer. <laughs> Literally, I'm looking at it because it, we have so Delivery. much Four Peaks that it doesn't even fit in our fridge here. Um, and I hope that's what everybody has at home because it's just so good. What did you have tonight? I sampled an Oktoberfest early in this game when it was uh, a little less than uh, yeah. entertaining. Yeah. So I, I tried an Oktoberfest. I, I, I broke out of my comfort zone. I know. I was shocked that you didn't have oh, either we were... a pumpkin porter or a wow. Yeah, and there's other things in there that I want to try. Yeah, there's because tons. You guys can't see it off camera, but they're literally. I'm looking at I the don't peach. Know how many, how many cases 20, 15? <laughs> and that's not there. even counting the fridge. At least 15. Right, that doesn't even count what's in the fridge, which is full. Very full. Yeah. Work, 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 work. Yeah. So check out Four Peaks. You can find it literally wherever you buy your beer. And also check out their pub on 8th Street. We are teaming up with Four Peaks to host all the U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches. Enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more. Check the link in our show notes to register for free. You must be 21 or older to drink and you must enjoy responsibly. All right. I want to talk about something that I meant to when we were talking about Ovechkin because I saw this tweet after he scored his goal against Karel Vimelka. And this is a fun little stat. Yeah. Ovechkin's goal tonight was also his first against Coyotes netminder Karel Vimelka, making him the 162nd different victim of Ovechkin's career. Only Yarmir Yager, pa- Patrick Marlowe, and Marc Messier have scored versus more goalies. Wow. Wow. What a stat. So uh, Karel Vimelka just wow. contributing to OB. Marching wow. toward making history. Yeah, he's gonna do. I mean, he's gonna pass Gordy Howe sometime in December or January, and, wow. and then he's gonna set the risky. record at Mullet Arena. I was just gonna say, has anybody looked to see when the Caps play at Mullet? Like what? Well, like, no, no, no. Like that next would be season in, or the year well, after. Well, I mean, this season maybe to beat the Gordy Howe to to take that. There's over. that's a bet on DraftKings. I'm not even kidding. Really? You can bet on DraftKings. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll look it up. Yeah, there's a bet on DraftKings which. 
um, game Ovechkin will score, will beat the record, or not beat the record. Hey, now, the the Washington Capitals play in Arizona on January 19th. Oh, my. That, because it's not impossible. It's not. Can you imagine at the mullet? Does he need 15 goals? Please. Yeah, yeah it's, it, uh, that's going to have to be an injury or a, a goal. No, I don't want an injury. It before then. It's a goal, Joe, but if not, January 19th at the mullet. Can you imagine that? To break the record. Yes, After, please. Remember that other goal he scored? Y'all, the best goal in the history of the league Seriously. on his and back. And seeing back. these jerseys tonight was like triggering because oh, it was those jerseys. It was those jerseys that he scored on when he's laying yeah. on the back against Brian. I want to see it, but then that you're right. That would be a slower pace. That would be a slower pace, but 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 I said it earlier. I we've talked. We saw some other prognosticators in the mid forties, and sure. I said early. I said he's he's going to be mid thirties, and and I said over forty. Yes, I that's what too. he's on pace right now. So if he's mid thirties, you know, January nineteenth, got a lot of gray. I mean, at the mullet, buddy. That's I it. just want. I just I just want stuff like that to happen, just to yes. spite everyone. Like, Alex just... Ovechkin at the mullet to break Gordy Howe. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, it would be, wouldn't you're right though? Wouldn't it be great if like just multiple milestones occurred at Mullet Arena? And and Roaring <laughs> yeah. Park and Roaring Park made a good point because if Ingram's in the net, then it will be the 163rd goalie because he, go. I don't yeah. know if he scored he against, against, against him. him. Yeah, he's only played five games. The chance, well, three last year, and he didn't play against him yet this year. And one of the three last year was against the Coyotes. So when you, I guess what are statistically the odds that one of those two he played the Capitals? Probably pretty slim. Mm. By the huh. way, I need to address huh. the comments about it, what it looks like my shoes are. You can't, these are my shoes. They're not the hockey gloves oh, on the table. They're hockey gloves on the table that are black. And but- also, if you're watching on YouTube, you get this little bonus of seeing us. So, Petey and I are both wearing black and white flannel. And then Petey and Craig are both wearing black PHNX letter shirts. So, we all, and there was no discussion. Nope. So, we are all just a, a thread of. So, people are saying you had red shoes on. Yeah, people thought, but now I'm wearing boots. I almost wore the same pants that Petey's wearing now, too, so that would have been really awkward. That would have been, been amazing. By the way, take a, take a look at the points on Leah's boots here. Yeah, dangerous. Those are uh, <laughs> I dangerous. Back Don't now. anger me, yeah. people of Twitter, even though you do on the daily. Not not anyone we'll here in the chat. We'll get to that in a minute, too. <laughs> We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, and let's talk about something that uh, we've talked about again and again, but we finally have our answer about Dylan Gunther. He... Is staying on the Coyotes. Yeah, and sorry, as I, as I told everyone in Discord, sorry, we kept it from Sorry, you, we, we actually, we've known for a few but, days. <laughs> for good reason, as you saw. That was a really cool That was moment, really yeah. cool. I love that. I'm, I got to meet, meet Dylan Gunther's parents in Boston. Really nice people. What a way to present it. Really classy, classy. of the Coyotes. That was awesome. Creative. It was really cool. Yeah, so, it really was. So that video was really great. If you haven't seen it, it's on the Arizona Coyote Twitter. They showed it on the Ballet broadcast tonight. Um, but what a bad <laughs> locker room. So, <laughs> well, what, what a people on Twitter were dunking, attempting to dunk on the Coyotes. They thought they were this, and this just goes to show that people do not think before they tweet. Which we didn't really need evidence of that. We've known this. Yeah, it goes to show how uninformed people are. But here's a collection of Twitter replies to the Arizona Coyotes tweet of this video, yeah. by the way, that took place in the Washington Capitals visitor locker room, yeah, okay? Yeah, it was in Washington. I want to call it like Daily Dum Dums or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we need to name this yeah, segment or, where we just maybe like... maybe you guys can come up with a name for Yeah, this let us know what we should name the segment. Roll so, at us now. So here's a few... These are real 
real replies that I screenshotted. Imagine being in the league and you get to get dressed in a high school locker room. Embarrassing. Okay, that was the Capitals visiting room. Next, I'm surprised their facility has internet. Uh, Again, yeah. the Caps. It's the Caps, caps facility. Caps. Uh, wow, you guys capital. have Wi-Fi there? Yep, same thing. Locker room is pathetic. Which, You're right, it is, actually. Which is funny because before any of this, you guys were actually we talking about small room. it's not the best visiting and this room. Is, I mean, we said this when all the shit came out about the, the mullet arena locker rooms. We said there are bad locker rooms all over the National Hockey League. And, and, and I love the fans who are saying, oh, this is the worst visiting locker room. Like you've been in any of them. Yeah. Shut <laughs> up. Yeah, and I'll say you this. are a moron. When the there are so many built, bad visiting locker rooms. When the, when the annex gets built... It is going to vault into. I get it was temporary. That capital locker room is every day. Yeah. It's small. I'm telling you, go to Calgary. It's small. Yeah. Oh, Detroit. The Islanders used to be terrible. I haven't seen the new building. So, like, there's bad rooms. Yeah. In the Coyote space, the temporary space was huge. So I feel like it's cold. I don't know, Lee. I, I might use the word privileged, but maybe we should check our privilege. <laughs> Check maybe your we privilege should check our door, privilege right? with Wait, this huge. There was one more tweet on that graphic that I want to read um, really quick. It uh, most pathetic arena in the NHL. Just move to Utah. That's new or Houston already. The caps? Should we relocate the Washington, the caps? Washington Capitals? The Stanley are moving to Utah, Cup, apparently. Stanley Cup the, champion. The Salt Lake City Capitals. Well, I like still it. the capital city. Still so capital. it works. Okay, good. Brilliant. Really, Stanley Cup champion. Utah Capitals. I'm in. All right. So again, <laughs> come up with a name for the segment. I like Daily Dum Dums. Daily Dum Dums. It's it's mild, right? It's not as thing, quite as crass or offensive. And it sucks because the you whole got thing. Better, go ahead. The whole thing is about making a classy move to a kid that's getting an opportunity to play in the national. League. Like that was what the whole thing and, was about. And a lot of the comments were like that was a, a for fi- sure like a fifth of the, the comments. majority was good. Yes, and positive, and yes. what a great thing, and good for the kid. That's really unique opportunity in the mom. It's really. That was cool. So you're right. The majority was positive, but it's just like, why did and, uh, any other team? Nobody would have commented. I swear nobody no. would have commented on the room. Nobody. Sorry. I, I'm hoping we like clip that segment and just put it out there and so that they're aware that we're just mocking them. Yeah, we, we will. I'm okay with we that will. because I, I, feel- like, I like to mock ignorance. I know. I, I, yes. And we have yes. to do it a lot on this show because <laughs> yeah. it happens a lot. But back to the the topic at hand which is oh, that yeah. Dylan Gunther is staying a coyote and if you haven't read Craig's story on gophnext.com which conveniently dropped the exact same time as the announcement with quotes and analysis um but Craig and Petey let's talk a little bit more about this because we've been speculating for weeks I think all three of us coming into the season would have I would have I don't want to speak for everyone I would have thought he was going back like before anything, before I saw anything, he's staying. That's the decision. I, and a lot of people in our chat and our Discord on Twitter were kind of on the fence either way. We can mm-hmm. see it. We've seen he's proven himself. He's you know been a productive player. Um, what does this mean going forward for now he burned that first year on the entry-level yeah. contract? So what are the contract implications? Are we going to see him here all 82 games? What's what's next for Dylan Gunther as a Coyote now? Yeah, there's a lot to consider here, and and like you said, he as of tonight by playing this game, his entry level contract kicks in. That first year is now burned, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's no putting that genie back in the bottle. So that's the reality. Um, there are other ways that you can manage this. Like team control is a big thing 
for general managers in the NHL right now as, as far as contracts. It's really difficult to manage the cap, harder than ever with, with salaries the way they are. And we've had a flat cap for a bit too, which makes it even more challenging. But there are ways that you can keep him under team control for longer. If he's on the active roster for less than 40 games this season, he does not accrue an official season toward free agency, toward unrestricted free agency. So that's one thing that the Coyotes could do. I do think there's a strong possibility that they're going to let Dylan Gunther go play in the World Juniors for Canada. So you're talking about a camp. You're talking about the tournament. He's gone for close to a month, right, right? PD's didn't, they let, didn't they let Barrett Hayton go in the middle of the season? They did. So I could year? see Dylan Gunther do that. You have the option of a two-week conditioning stint in Tucson when he comes back to get him back and ready for play. So that's a good chunk of time right there that you could be removing. Which him from we've the- been advocating for allowing right. <laughs> these players to be in the AHL. So even just two weeks like could have an impact. Right. Speaking of that, before you go on, do you see what Roaring Fork's head? No. Let him play in the World Juniors so and get some chemistry with Bedard. Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yes, please. Love it. So one other thing, uh, just a couple points here. Um, if he's injured while he's still on the active roster, those games miss still count. So if he's on the roster, it still counts toward those accrued games. And it would, it would if he passes 40, he still, he loses one year. He gets one year closer to unrestricted free agency. Um, but here's another thing that I didn't mention in the story. I don't know if they're thinking about it at this point. You can still send him back to the WHL later in the season. There are multiple teams that are interested in trading for Dylan Gunther. And again, I, I said this recently, I don't think he ever plays a game for the Oil Kings who are dead and buried. They're out of it. They're in rebuild. They want to trade that pick. They want the assets that they can get for it. There are a number of teams, Portland, Seattle, Kamloops. I've been told all three of those teams are interested in trading for Dylan Gunther. So maybe near the end of the season, you say, okay, you know, there's nothing left to play for here. We're out of it. Maybe we'll go let you play some meaningful games late in the season for a team, go into the WHL playoffs and Hey, if you're lucky, maybe you get to play for the Memorial Cup you missed out on last year. All those things that we talk about combined, that could that could put up under 40 games for the season so you still have control. We'll see how it plays out. I'm not sure about that last scenario that I laid out, but as far as World Juniors, I could really see that as a possibility. Yeah, I think that's actually probably likely Yeah, um, because you're talking about meaningful games here with the Coyotes. I'll, I, I, I'll, four wins, though. Craig, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, American Thanksgiving isn't that far away, and that's the benchmark. If they're in the playoff spot, they get three wins here. And no. I, no. No. By the way, uh, the Memorial Cup's in Kamloops. Exactly. This year. So you mentioned Kamloops. Kamloops is one of the teams. Yeah. Is the Memorial Cup Memorial Cup's in Moncton, isn't it? In it says Halifax? 2023 Memorial Cup tournament, Kamloops. Don't ask me. I think it's in Moncton and I Halifax. I just work here. But... Anyway, it's in Canada. Okay. So. <laughs> it's, in, it's in Canada. What? Is, the no. Canadian Hockey League Memorial yeah, Cup? Right? Yeah, it He's is important. For Team Canada, you're the home yeah, team. Yeah, it's a guy that was injured for last no, year's not, Memorial Cup. not the World Juniors, the oh, Memorial Cup. Memorial Cup, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah, the the Memorial Memorial Cup. I Google yeah. can't be explicitly The Memorial lying. Cup he's injured for, misses last year for his injury. Maybe, it, maybe, yeah. maybe the World Juniors, I I think that happens. I really do. I think yeah. those are yeah, big yeah. games on a big stage, very meaningful. I, I, like you said, Barrett Hayton did it. Um, sure. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. I have a couple questions that have come up in the chat. The first one from Nicholas, does that camp and world junior scenario align with the return of Nick Schmaltz? And I've seen a couple questions in the chat about where we are with Nick Schmaltz. Sort of. Yeah. If you look yeah. at the timeline, it should. So yeah. it should be almost, almost. Yeah. yeah if, if Schmaltz is on the timeline, they originally laid out, right. then yes, Schmaltz will be back playing games by the first part of December. 
So that could work out. Um, another question, do you healthy scratches count toward the 40? I mean, if if he gets in a little bit of a slump where where the coaching staff says, maybe we need to take a step, step back here, you know, the value of watching, and we'll talk about it, we'll work on some things in practice. Yeah, maybe then if he gets in a real slump, but I don't see them just scratching him to limit the gains yeah. because that's... yeah. That's, it doesn't help his development. No, it doesn't. And it's not cool. I mean, it's just not a good gesture, right? Like you you want to be pushing the kid forward. So if he's gonna be if he's going to be playing games in World Juniors, that's a different thing than saying, Yeah, we're just gonna sit you out because you know, we don't like your contract situation. So But we've talked about that too, about when Nick Schmaltz come back, where is the fit and does that change his role on this team? And the answer is is it might. Yep. And so I think a lot of things are going to be, to your point, I don't think the franchise is going to go, okay, you're getting close, 37, 38, okay, we're going to shut you down. I don't think that's going to happen. If right. he's helping and he's contributing and he's putting up points, let's be honest, the reason he's here right now is he's putting up points. Yeah, if he wasn't offense. scoring, if he had zero through nine, he's back playing juniors. I would almost guarantee that. If he had zero points through nine games and he wasn't a part of that second power play group, but he is. Yeah, he is. He's helping. He's and contributing he's getting, And he's getting, he had two shots on goal tonight, one hit. He's getting shots. Yeah, he's on contributing. That. He's contributing. But another comment that I saw earlier, I don't remember who it was from, um, said he's not really getting a ton of minutes. He was 10:51 tonight. You know, he's not playing those top line minutes like you know the Kellers and the Haytons and even Christian Fisher's playing more. So they're managing you, his minutes though. You, you you're not you're not putting him on. Is that in because situations. they're trying to ease him into it? For like, sure. what he's, is the strategy? He's getting offensive zone starts. He's not getting D zone starts. You don't want to put him in the defensive zone and make him be a defensive zone liability. So, in the off, you're all you. So that limits all, how many faceoffs you have in the in the defensive zone. So he's not on any of those offensive zone faceoffs. Yeah, let's get him out on the offensive zone faceoffs. He's playing on the second power play, which is helping with his ice time. But you're right, he is not getting a lot of minutes right now. And 10, 11 is not a lot of minutes. But they're still easing him in. They're, he's still finding his way. He's a kid. So I, I think that's the way. You got to give it to Andre for doing that and how he's getting his minutes in the game. He's getting a, where he is at his best. Second power play and offensive zone starts. And I think that that's the way you're going to see him play for the next next little bit for sure. Yeah. 54%, by the way, close to 54% of his up. Zone starts are in the offensive yeah, zone. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's how they're using him. Well, That's another way to protect him. He's in. Schmaltz is still out. They played with 7D and 11 forwards, but they did recall a forward from Tucson, finally, like we thought they might. Laurent Dauphin. <laughs> I, I want to play it again. Laurent, Laurent, Laurent Dauphin. Laurent Dauphin. It doesn't sound so great. Does but, but So now will he get in? I, he's going to play on this trip. Did they do take a D out? And That's, I, I think he plays I the think next they game. Will. Yeah, I think, I think he does. I, you don't want to I'd be surprised if he doesn't play um, in Buffalo. Yeah. He's there. He made it into town tonight. He's in with the team in um, in Washington, so I anticipate he'll play in the game on on in Buffalo on Tuesday. You ready yeah. for this? I don't know how it's going to sound. It's going to sound terrible, isn't it? Dauphin Laurent. Dauphin yeah. Laurent. That was pretty good. <laughs> pretty I good. That. Wait, didn't you play one the other day? That was Laurent Dauphin. Yeah, it was horrible. It was like, <laughs> it was like a southerner. Yeah. It was terrible. But and, he brings a different element. He can take draws. He can play in the top six. He can play in the bottom six. He can do a lot of things. I'm a well huge fan. There. He's a point-per-game guy. He won player, player of the, of the week. week. A couple weeks ago. Or yep. Last week, maybe. So, and we talked about this for when he first came over, you know, when you had the whiteboard out, we were looking at him as possible. Yeah, we yeah. thought he was the extra forward. The extra guy yeah. because he's that he's in that situation where he doesn't need to develop yeah. so he can sit out some games and still contribute. He's a veteran. 
So yeah, and we didn't picture Gunther being. We had that's when we had Gunther heading we back to Junior. We were wrong about it quite a bit. Yeah, well, that's what we do. <laughs> no, no, that's what we do I here. I don't remember that. <laughs> but I like I like that call up. I think he's a guy that can play all over the lineup. I think that's good. He's a veteran guy. He's been in the American League, played games in the National League. I think that's a good call up, and I. I he plays hard, yep. and he's a, he's got a good hockey IQ. I think that's a good call up, and I think it's time. Yeah, not surprised if they make a change at the back end to play just six. And uh, in eight games so far with Tucson, Dauphin has five goals and three assists, have eight points in yeah, eight games. So another yeah. thing we haven't talked about tonight is, and I saw it in the chat. That's why I brought it up. Is is the physicality of this team and their ability to protect when when, when Mosier goes in and taps Kemper in the stomach with his stick. And somebody Jensen pushes on Mosier a little bit. You see Lawson Kraus come in and grab him by the throat, and say, "No, not not today. We're not playing like that." And I think even with Cassian out of the lineup, you still have a team that feels like they're kind of. Well, there's tough. a lot of size on this team. Yeah, yeah. Just and Lawson Kraus looks even more intimidating with, with the, the beard. beard the, the beard. Yeah. I'm gonna agree with yeah. that. Yeah, good. We still got O'Brien out there. Uh, Bugstead's a big body guy. I mean, th- this is. Yeah, this is a big team. Richie's a big guy. Back end, yeah, they got some guys like Josh Brown's a big guy. Yeah, dude. Josh Brown's a big guy. Yeah. So you got some physicality yeah. on this team, and I think that that's something that's been missing in the Valley for a very, very, very long time is that ability to go, hey, no, not pushing us around tonight. And I think that that's it's a sign of another sign of what Bill Armstrong wants to build mm-hmm. here. Guys that can play, but they can also... Be you tough know. and physical. Yeah. Exactly. Well, this was our the three of us. The, this is crazy that we're 11 games in, but this is the first time all season that all three of us, is it? No, Ooh. I'm wrong. In this studio? That all three of us sat and watched a game together? Uh, I oh. think we've watched a game. Boy, I can't even I don't even know. know. Either way. Boy, huh. howdy. I can't even remember. Boy, howdy. <laughs> boy, howdy. If that's not on a shirt sometime <laughs> soon, I'm really <laughs> The boy, howdy shirt. Sure yeah. In all I, city. Uh, I'm sure D-Line's listening we, right now. Uh, I feel like it should be PD like this. <laughs> Boy, it howdy. was great because we had Craig with his four peaks on one side, and then the cup holder. I had my little table out on the recliner. I had my pop, my cup of popcorn. Petey brought in popcorn. Popcorn. Uh, we were really living over there in the recliners, and I'm so happy. You know, we've been at home all week to be sitting in this comfortable chair. My kitchen chairs are not comfortable at all. Oh, it's because they're not from Moore, so that's not why I need to go to Moore and spruce up my uh, my kitchen because it's not great. By the way. DP, how did uh, how did the uh, furnishing of your place go? I mean, it went pretty well because of of more furniture. To be quite honest with you, yeah, um, it's comfortable. It's, more it furniture, cozy. It really is. Those recliners in our studio are absolute fire. I could sleep in there. I could yeah. spend the night, like just go to sleep. I've taken a nap. All right, I've taken a nap in that. Have you? No PD in You're not the only have. one that snapped in the more I furniture. I certainly have. You fall asleep often. <laughs> If you want after it's almost eight. If you wanna spruce up your home, (laughs) check out more furniture's fall sale at more that's M O R furniture.com and you'll receive a one hundred dollar gift card for every thousand dollars you spend. And uh the coyotes will not be back in Arizona till December 9th. It's quite a ways away, but you can buy tickets for those games and there's gonna be plenty of home games. Sun Devils will be there soon. Yep, ASU will be back. We got Suns going on right now. Cardinals game tomorrow. Check out Game Time. Um, that's the cheapest place to find tickets. I promise you. Every day I check the Coyotes tickets there when they come back again. I'll check them. The day last week there were thirty-four dollar tickets on there to go to see the Coyotes. So check out Game Time. You can save up to sixty percent when you buy your tickets last minute. Great for all the procrastinators, and it's 
Oh, technology today. Hey, oh, Craig. Hit the wrong button there. <laughs> wow. Dang. <laughs> wow. Um, boy, howdy. <laughs> boy, howdy. That the best way to support trick. us is by buying your tickets through the link in our description. So if you're going to buy tickets to <sighs> any event, use our link and let us know when you have success buying tickets on the Game Time app. Well, not ASU hockey, but I want to talk about college hockey for a second. College and hockey. I want to talk about college my alma hockey. college oh. hockey. I want to talk about my alma mater for oh, a second, boy. who we never talk about really when it ha when it I comes. I wonder why we don't talk about U of A's uh, Division One program. Mm. Mm. It's not. It's. <laughs> All right, go ahead. This is, this is that was cool. a Leah's lie, by the way. This, this is, is actually cool. really cool. This is so. cool. So. If you know the story of ASU hockey, you know that they started as a Division One club program, the ACHA, which they still have. They still have it. Um, by the way, ASU and Arizona are playing each other this weekend in that Ooh. in, in the ACHA. ACHA. Nice. U of A won last night, two to one. Just saying. Um, sorry, I am friends with the captain of ASU. Hi, Clayton. Sorry. Um, but Arizona hockey is raising money right now. Um, they need. Everyone's support. If you're willing, able to donate, this helps grow hockey in Arizona. We've been down to Tucson a bunch. for, And the Roadrunners coming in the last few years has been a huge part of this. But Arizona hockey in Tucson was the only hockey you could see for a really long time. The Wildcats there, like the games do so well. It's always an amazing atmosphere, especially when ASU comes to town. There's so many kids who you know grew up watching U of A hockey, and they need our help and support, and this is to help grow the game. We see that they're getting that new, brand new facility, which is amazing, but this fundraiser right now, this is what they're investing in. They want to add women's club hockey, which is unreal. That's I just think we need more women's hockey. If you're going to grow hockey, no you doubt. need to add the women's yeah. game. They want to add an ACHA Division Two team, which... Um, ASU, I think, also has, or do they have they Division do. Three? Yeah, so more hockey, more opportunity for kids to play, and more opportunity to bring people to Arizona to play hockey, which is something we want. They want to add coaching, more coaching staff. They want to travel to the Midwest and the East Coast. Just like the more exposure Arizona hockey can get, the better. This is going to help basic needs for players, including sticks and skates, um, add technology and sophomore. Where, and it's going to help create a better fan experience at the games, too. So all of those things are what they're investing in. Um, I will put the link right now in the YouTube chat. If you're able to donate even, you know, just a couple of dollars here and there, share it. This is helping. Not And I, even if you're a Sun Devil, it's helping Arizona hockey in general. It's the second largest market in the state. We need more hockey in Tucson. Yep. We've talked about the fact that they don't have any permanent ice sheets there until they build this facility on yep. which they haven't broken ground yet, by the way. If U of A can elevate its program, that's only good for hockey yeah. in general in Arizona. Support a good cause. Just throw a few bucks their way. I, I'm going to throw one more thing out there because I guess I look at my son and what his hockey experience was. Not everybody can play Division One hockey at ASU. Not everybody is going to play on an NCAA Division One hockey team. They're not. There's a lot of kids that want to play hockey. And I think they should have an opportunity to play as long as they still want to play. And one thing that U of A does, it allows kids that don't get that opportunity to play in front of, you know, the big crowds that you're going to get a mullet. They still want to play hockey and they want to play competitive hockey and really good hockey. And I tell you what, that U of A program has that. Those kids, those kids are from all over. They're from all over the country. They're all over North America, Canadian kids, junior kids. And there are Arizona kids playing there. So 
Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of what they're doing because I think kids should just have an opportunity to play a sport. If they want to play hockey, they should be able to play hockey. So if you can, even if it's just a couple bucks, yep. help out U of A hockey. Yep, absolutely. So I And will... I've been to the games. Yep, and I worked for U of A hockey yep. and My so did, did Jackson. And that I actually knew Jackson before I knew yep. Petey. Fun That's fact. True story. Um, so yeah, so thank you for your support with that. We already mentioned the Coyotes' gigantic road trip. I guess a good start for them. This is probably going to give them a pep in their step looking ahead at this giant road trip. So let's pull up the map for a second because this map stresses me out a lot, um, but in the best way. Good Lord. So, Craig, can you give us a little bit more insight into how this trip is broken up? It's not for they're not gone until December 7th from Arizona. They're not playing in Arizona until December 9th, but they're not gone this whole time. No. That, and that's that's an important piece of information. People too. were confused about how it went from New York to Vegas to Nashville. Like that was a bit confusing, I think, for a lot of people. And, and then Minnesota to L.A., then to Vancouver. So how is this road trip broken up? So here's how it lays out. They'll come home after playing the Rangers at MSG on November 13th. That's a Sunday. That's this. It, that's coming up. I'm going to be there actually for that game. I'm going for the final three games of this segment of the road trip. So they'll come home after that. They'll go to Vegas for that game on the 17th, and they'll come home again after Vegas. So that's their second trip home. They'll come home again after a four-game segment against the Predators, Hurricanes, Red Wings, and Wild, another trip back east. That ends on November 27th. And then uh, they'll go out for that that last four-game segment, which is L.A., Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton. So they do get some stops back home. They don't play any games. And it's it's not like they're long stops, but they get a couple days home with family, do the dry cleaning, do all the errands that they need to do and at least settle into their houses for, for a little And then bit. you don't have to think about the logistics of packing for a oh month. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Like, that kind of road trip would be insane. Yeah. I remember a trip that was like 17 days long ago. Like, this is way back when you and I were Two pairs young, of underwear? younger men. Three? <laughs> no. Just kidding. Buddy. Got to pack Try light. packing for 17 days in multiple climates. Like, we were in freezing cold northern climates, really warm southern climates. It was insane trying to pack for that. I didn't do it well. I will say pro hockey players are pretty good packers. Like you can see guys. I remember guys, and this is not a joke, that went early, and they were talking late 90s, early 2000s, you would see a guy get on a road trip with a toothbrush in his pocket, and then that, that's it. That simply could never be me. Do, do they? Do you guys do laundry in the hotels? Do you, no. Do you have, never, really. I won't say never. You don't it, have the services. It depends on how long you're on the road, because what guys can do, can is when they go to the rink every morning and practice, oh you get a laundry I know, I know bag. No, it's, it's not bad at all. You get a laundry bag, and the laundry bag goes in, and the and team does your the, the gear that you wear underneath your equipment that you play, and you can throw socks and underwear in that bag, and so your socks and underwear can okay. get clean. And there are players that will do dry cleaning at the hotel. It is extremely rare because they lose shit, and you're not in a city long enough to get it back. So it's extremely rare. So, like, socks and underwear are so inexpensive. You can just go buy some more. And that guys really have running. done that, too. Guys yeah. would do that, too. But these, these guys pack incredibly light because the only time they're ever dressed up is when you see them. Because when they get to the hotel, it's shorts and a T-shirt. Like, yeah. just yeah. workout shorts and a T-shirt yeah. the entire time in their hotel. When they get to the rink, they're in their workout or their, their, their work clothes. So it's, it's not as difficult to pack as you may think. But coming home three or four times during that stretch is huge to sleep in your own bed if you've got kids and a wife to see your your family if you've got a dog to see your dog or just to be in your own bed is huge and you know what else is huge especially in this team after this trip and i know the weather's been good 
but it's nice to see the sun. And people that aren't in Arizona, Arizona's sunny every day. Like you, you just get used to the sun every day. When you go to Vancouver, we were in Vancouver for five days once and it wasn't sunny one day. Not at all. It rained for five days straight. That is so hard on your mental acuity. It's so hard. It's nice to see the sun. So if these guys can get home, sleep in their bed, see the sun, jump on a plane and go do the next stretch, I think that's going to help them survive and get through this road trip. Yep. And this is not a common occurrence in the National Hockey <laughs> League. We actually have a statistic about this very road trip and the last time one of its length happened it is in there somewhere. I'll just find it and read it. It's <laughs> okay. It is. Da, 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 da. Sorry, I thought we would. <laughs> oh, I, I got it right okay, here. Okay, go it for it. It was the 2009-10 season. Vancouver. This is this ties the longest road trip in NHL history for games. For games, yeah. Per NHL stats, they they did the research, so I don't want to take credit for this. <laughs> I didn't do the research at all. So this ties it. Vancouver did it in 2009-10. 14 game road trip uh, from January to March. The Islanders had the, of course, the 13-game road trip to start the season last year. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay, and the San Jose Sharks, just a couple seasons ago, had a 12-game road trip. You remember what that was all about, too, when they had to play here for home games. Yeah. So it was, it's it's not quite the same thing, but they had COVID issues up in up in uh, that county, so they couldn't play home games. Yep. So that's what that was about. But here the Coyotes are with a 14-game road trip, which ties the record. Just daunting. We kept saying one of the things that was going to help them in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes was this 14-game road trip, and they were going to come back from this at the bottom. What they the hell's going winning. on? Stop it! So, what they got four wins through 11 games. It took 19 games to get four wins last year. 19, twice as many. What Ooh. in the hell's going on? Maybe, maybe St. Louis is in last. Maybe. Hear me out. Last season they were really, really bad, and then they. Like won a lot at the end, and then they, the draft lottery didn't go well, as we all know. Maybe they're getting in the hockey gods' good graces by saying, you know what, we're gonna win a few games, and then the hockey gods will say, it's finally your time to win the lottery. You have put yourself in our good graces. I don't know. <laughs> whatever sure. it takes, whatever you need to say to yourself to be okay sure. to get through the year. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Because I feel like the hockey say. gods hate the Coyotes, but you yeah. Know. Well, we'll we're trying to get well, in their good changes. graces, okay? Yeah. Well, let's look at what's coming up next week at the very least. Maybe we'll see where the wins and losses are going to come. Ooh. Sean's Buffalo Sabres on Tuesday, who are a wagon, although they lost, lost tonight. tonight. Uh, the Islanders also lost tonight next Thursday. And the cooled off a little bit. Devils have been hot, though, so yeah. nice little New York trip, New York, New of, Jersey. Of those three buildings, they Probably play the best at MSG. I, I, actually, you can't say that about the Islanders. Wait, anymore, MSG's MSG is not there. They're not there yet. Buddy. Oh, yeah. What? what? Oh, who's playing at MSG? No one yet. What are you talking about? Well, I'm just looking at the calendar. We're looking at this calendar. You're way ahead of us. You're the next game. You're the game off the sheet. Yeah, okay. that's okay. <laughs> the, you're the, the next. You're on the fourth game on the road the, trip. The after week Jersey. that we can't see at this very The game moment. that you can't see is after Jersey. Yep. That's, you know that's what, though, part of this segment of the road trip. But they've been good in Jersey, and they've been good in Buffalo. Like, I, I don't know. Are they getting wins here? Craig, are they getting wins in Buffalo, New York, New Jersey? I don't know Jersey? what to say anymore. I don't know what to say like anymore. Like, who shows up? What team shows up? What yeah. goalie shows up? I don't know. I don't know. I, I like this Buffalo Sabres team right now. I like their youth. I like their ability to, to, to put up offense. I, I, but, but with Craig Anderson and Eric Comrie, 
I know they're, they're statistically they're one of the top tandems in the league right now. I don't know if that'll hold. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. I, I just I wish I had some. I, I thought they'd go on four. I mean, when, when we looked at the season and looked at the reasons why they would be at the bottom of the standings, this was Exhibit A. Yes. This fourteen game road trip. Right. Well, now they're one and zero on it. So yeah. better yeah. start losing. Yeah. Better start Stay losing. Stay tuned because. The stakes are too high this year. Yeah. And I'm not saying they got to get Connor Bedard. There's no, listen, we know what the odds are anyway. You got to pick top three this year. You You have to. You got to pick top three. Yeah. You have to. To, For the rebuild to be successful and for doing what you've put the fan base through these last few years, you need to come up with a top three pick. Yep. Yep. Sorry. You do. Otherwise, otherwise, what do we do last year for? I know. know? I know. So I hate to say it, but that's that's my. Completely agree. Yep. So we'll see. It's still early. We'll check in on the standings. I know we'll start look doing standings looks during our post games too and our shows throughout the week. But I think the thing that was most disappointing tonight is that the punch card, the is, punch card is is broken. I don't know what is happening. So let's take a look. Maybe I I don't want to say I don't want to start a new pattern because I don't want the wins on there. I don't know. Seems to upset both of you a lot. Well, like it, it was helping faith. with my DraftKings pick of the day. Yeah. following the punch card voodoo just saying yeah. and now yeah. that's broken so now i don't know what I don't to do know. against the we'll sabers. see maybe a new pattern will present itself to us yeah. hopefully hammer yeah. the buffalo sabers so- <laughs> <laughs> that's sean's second pick of the week is the is the leah and PD search for meeting in the endless void <laughs> that's literally our that's the tagline of our post game show it's <laughs> true it's true <laughs> literally that's the tagline is, somebody brought up a good point do you see the chat on the screen I see the chat. The rebuild reminder. Yeah. So the button's lost. Is that officially lost? Like it's official. So is it? Aaron is it did our fault? send a recording of her voice. So is this our fault? We need to record on the button. Did it get lost? Is the button lost? I the think move? the button just died during the move. I think we have the button still. It just didn't work. But Aaron sent a recording to Sean, yeah. so we could reprogram I, the button. I could reprogram the button. Or, I could also get the audio just in eCam. Yeah, that's true. We should probably okay. do that soon. Yeah, we need that. Yeah, we need that. So thank you, Blake. That. Blatantly yes. asked them for the rebuild reminder. Because those that didn't have haven't been a part of the program from last year didn't get the joy of the rebuild reminder button. Nope. So we need to find the button, put in new batteries in the button. We button. 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 And uh, put the batteries in the button and see if the button works. <laughs> okay. And if the button works, then we don't need to do all this other crap. Do we have batteries? We'll find say some. button again. Though. Button. Button. It's with t- it's button. Well, while you're pressing buttons, hit the subscribe button on this video. PHNX Sports you on YouTube. Button got lost. Move the show to Utah. There, there is a button, Luke. Uh, move the show yeah. to Utah. <laughs> move P- PHNX Utah. Oh my goodness. Um, hit the subscribe button. Hit the follow button on PHNX Sports. Hit it on PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter. Become a member at gophnext.com. You can read Craig's Dylan Gunther article the second you find out Dylan Gunther is staying on the team. That's the real voodoo magic. I wrote it in five seconds. (laughs) It's a world record. Um, And we also have a great event tomorrow. If you're looking for an activity before the Cardinals Seahawks games, join us at the Lola this Sunday. That's tomorrow for the best free tailgate in the Valley as the Cardinals take on the Seahawks. Enjoy games, giveaways, drink specials, and more. Check the link in our description to register for free. I'm going to say it again. It's free. Um, it's at the Lola okay. in Westgate. Right. Before- Sorry. I keep hearing Copa Cabana when you sing that. You don't even know that song. I do. Okay. I do. I'm Her not. name was Lola. Okay. 
Okay. Perfect. That was one of my favorite songs growing up. Like, for some reason, I don't know why. Barry Manilow. Just, yeah. My, 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 my mom was a big Barry Manilow. So it was person. mine. Huge. All right. Well, <laughs> wow, we got off on that. Yeah, I did not expect to talk about Barry Manilow. No, <laughs> just like the things that you, you can have come up. Fascinating. Well, this was this was a speaking of fascinating. This was a fascinating game. I think I processed it as we went through this post game show. Um, final final thoughts before we close out here. So the Arizona Coyotes beat the Washington Capitals three to two. Three goals in the third period. So an offensive outburst. Three unanswered goals for this team. Right. It was, a, it was a capital offense. The concern <laughs> is that the Buffalo Sabres are the number two scoring team in the National Hockey League right now. <laughs> Sean's nodding. Whoops. So we'll see. We'll see. They're going to need to their need to get offense. This is a team that struggles for offense. They're going to need to put up three plus if they, wanna gotta, if they want to get wins. And Buffalo, they may need more. Yep. For me, read my story on TJ Sempton, fellow. The Sun Devils goaltender yeah. who is having a terrific season right now. First year as a starter in college hockey. He's been unbelievable. He's been their rock. He's been a difference maker in almost every game this season. I took a deep dive on him. Just looked at his entire path here, which included being coached by Brian Boucher, former Coyotes goalie. It was a, it was a fun story to write. And then, of course, as I mentioned, Petey and I are collaborating on a piece, which mm. we used to do you know, at another outlet. Yes, we did. We're going to look at the Coyotes' power play. We're going to take a deep dive into the Coyotes' with power pictures. play. And that's coming. Yeah. With, with pictures. Yeah, drawings and pictures. <laughs> Courtesy of Petey. Yeah. Petey pictures. Exactly. Petey pictures. Can't wait. Petey well, talk talk. this was a fun one. It was great for us all three to be back together. Yep. Doing it more as we go forward on this long, long road trip. Everybody in the chat, thank you so much for your comments. Um, it's so great. If you haven't already liked this video, please do share with your friends, share with your family. We appreciate all of your support so much. And uh, like I said, follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. You can follow each of us at S. Peters Hockey, at Craig S. Morgan, at Leah Merrill, at Sean underscore DePaz. Stay tuned later. Uh, ASU football post game show. PHNX Sun Devils will be going live after. We have every sport you can think of. We got you covered. So check it out. And uh, when are we when are we live next? I can't even think. Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday we're live post game after the Sabres game. We will have an audio episode on Monday. So be sure to be subscribed to PHNX Coyotes wherever you get your podcasts. Is it in there, Sean? Yes, I have it. Play player. it. This is it. Rebuild reminder. <laughs> And on that note, enjoy the rest of your Saturday, everyone. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.